0: Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From cat naps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I was having a Virtual consultation with a new client yesterday. So, at the Happy Sleep Company, when we work with families, when they decide they want to embark on sleep coaching with us and a full one on one supportive two week sleep program, the first thing we do is get some initial paperwork from them and then we go through that on an initial virtual consultation. We go through all their paperwork, we go through all our advice and recommendations and a step by step plan. So, yesterday when I was on this initial call with a new family, we started talking about how one of our big goals is to remove their eight-month-old's pacifier. Why are we removing the pacifier? Because the issue with the pacifier as part of sleep coaching is that it is just another thing. Sometimes it's the only thing, often it's one of many things, that is keeping your baby from learning how to fall asleep independently. So some families, if they are rocking their baby to sleep or feeding their baby to sleep and up multiple times at night, and also using a pacifier will say, well, can't we just get rid of all the other stuff but keep the pacifier? I would not, and I don't with families. You can find different parents or sleep accounts that talk about sleep coaching with a pacifier, but I would suggest that when parents get to the point where they want to embark on sleep coaching and they find that their baby is up a lot in the night or taking very short naps, or having a very hard time going down for naps, the best way to embark on this with the most success, the most long-term success, is by removing that pacifier. So very often families are nervous about this because the pacifier is just like this big crutch and something the family really relies on. Some families are super excited to get rid of it because they're just tired of replacing it multiple times every night. They're tired of it falling out 30 minutes into a nap and then their baby waking up and they really want to move forward without it. And other parents find it really scary, the idea of getting rid of the pacifier. So certainly you should never do anything that you are not ready for. You should always do what you want to do until or unless you don't want to do it anymore or until or unless it's not working for you and your baby and your family anymore. But once you're ready to do sleep coaching, I would suggest that getting rid of the pacifier is a part of that because then it's more long-term. I do find a lot of parents do some sleep coaching to get rid of say feeding to sleep or rocking to sleep but keep the pacifier and then they end up doing more sleep coaching another few months down the road because the pacifier continues to be an issue causing nighttime wake-ups or short naps. So I say let's not confuse baby. Let's get rid of all the sleep crutches at once and just teach baby one independent way of falling asleep and an independent way of falling back asleep if they wake up shortly into a nap or multiple times in the night so we don't have to do this over and over because baby just learns this one way becomes confident and comfortable and familiar with this one way and then they can just get great sleep going forward and they're not always waking up kind of sort of looking for something like that pacifier to put them back to sleep if they wake up they just know how to put themselves back to sleep that is really my goal with sleep coaching with families but today's episode is not actually about pacifiers sorry I got sidetracked. It is related though. Today's episode is about thumb sucking because this family yesterday, who was my example of before I digressed, this family was really worried that if we remove the pacifier, that it would cause their baby to start sucking their thumb. Here's the thing. he Is removing the pacifier as a sleep crutch going to cause your baby to start sucking their thumb. I cannot give you a definitive answer to that because I don't have a crystal ball. I can tell you that I have worked with many hundreds of babies on sleep coaching to remove their pacifiers as a sleep crutch who do not start sucking their thumb. And I can tell you that I have worked with some families where their baby does start sucking their thumb. Most certainly far fewer start sucking their thumb than don't start sucking their thumb. So I don't see it be be a huge issue for the majority of families. I don't see it be an issue at all for the majority of families. But I'm just me. I've worked with many, 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 many babies and the majority... Do not start sucking their thumb when we remove the pacifier, but some do. And I just always have to be so open and honest about that because there's no crystal ball and we can't for sure know. But here's the other thing if your baby does start sucking their thumb because you removed the pacifier, is it the end of the world? I would suggest it's not. Everyone has heard the story of their friends sister's college roommate's brother who sucked his thumb until he was 12 and then he required extensive dental surgery to repair his teeth. So those are the parents who are really concerned about the idea of removing the pacifier because they have heard this story and is this an urban legend? No, it happens. It happens that some children do not outgrow sucking their thumb and then continue to suck it well into adolescence and then it causes dental and you know mouth structure issues. Once again, however, is this the norm or the exception? It's the exception. It is not the rule. And the majority of times, children outgrow this. So thumb sucking. Again, one of the biggest concerns I hear from parents, but the short answer is it is not the end of the world. And when parents ask me, won't my child start to suck his thumb if we remove the pacifier and isn't that worse than the pacifier? My short answer is no, it's not worse. Thumb sucking is a really normal and safe way for babies and young toddlers to self-soothe. While they are mastering healthy independent sleep skills, children often find this way of self-soothing and it helps them with this adjustment. But in my experience, it doesn't last as long as using the pacifier. Most babies outgrow this on their own and they rarely carry the habit later into childhood. Do some? Yes most, I would suggest not. And again, as always, this is something you can talk to your doctor about before you remove the pacifier. This is something you can talk to a pediatric dentist about before you remove the pacifier because the jury is out. There are a lot of differing opinions that I have heard from healthcare providers and pediatric dentists about the pros and cons of pacifiers versus thumb sucking. So something to chat with them about first. This is my experience as a sleep consultant who's worked with babies removing pacifiers and then kept in touch with their parents down the road and not heard a lot of significant issues about ongoing thumb sucking. It doesn't generally last for a significantly long time. It's usually something that babies do less as they get older and spend more of their waking hours exploring their surroundings. I always ask parents to think about this scenario. If you go to a playground and you look around and you see a whole bunch of two, three, four-year-olds, you are going to see many more two, three, four-year-olds with pacifiers in their mouths than with their thumbs in their mouths. Why is that? Because you can keep a pacifier in your mouth and still use both of your hands to play and explore and do all the things you want to do. If you want to play and explore and do all the things you want to do, you have to take your thumb out of your mouth right? You need both of your hands. And this is why as children, as infants get a little older, start to crawl, start to stand, start to walk, start to play more independently, reach for toys, they usually get out of the habit of thumb sucking because they need both of their hands to explore. I'm going to keep saying it. It's not every baby and some babies do long-term thumb sucking and it is an issue and I can't promise it won't be, but I will say that there seems to be a norm that it's not the norm, that it's not the norm, that it becomes a long-term issue. It's also not a sleep prop. And that's the last thing I want to touch on for this quick episode today about thumb sucking. A lot of parents will say, isn't thumb sucking just another sleep prop? All babies suck their thumbs at some point. You know, you can see those adorable ultrasound photos where you actually can see a child in the womb sucking their thumb. It is one of an infant's natural reflexes. Like I said, they often begin to suck their thumbs or fingers while they're still in the womb. It makes some infants and young children feel secure and happy and can often be a way that during sleep coaching, they do find some comfort as they're going through this transition. But they generally start to get out of that as they gain more confidence in their new sleep skills. Or if they keep sucking their thumb during sleep, they do often usually get out of the habit as they get a little bit older and want to explore more in their day that's the skinny on Thumbsecking. That's what I wanted to cover for today. I It popped into my mind as a great idea for a podcast episode after I talked to this family yesterday. And after I walked through them through pretty much everything I just walked you through, I said, you know what? I think you're right. We really can see how the pacifier is one of the biggest issues we're having with sleep. It's clear he can't fall asleep without it. And then it's clear that he can't fall back to sleep without it. We can see how keeping it is just going to hinder our entire goal here which is teaching independent sleep skills sleep skills that are independent of that external stuff and just dependent on baby's own ability to put themselves to sleep that's my goal when i'm sleep coaching with families and you have to decide what your goals are as a family i'll also say a couple more things about this the first one is that a lot of parents will tell me I don't think that the pacifier is my baby's crutch because he spits it out very shortly after he falls asleep and doesn't wake up. But if a family's coming to me, it's because their child does wake up. They wake up shortly into naps or multiple times during the night. So even if your child goes to sleep with the pacifier and doesn't wake up immediately when it falls out, it is probably the reason that the next time they are in a light stage of sleep and it's not there that they are waking up and unable to fall back asleep. And that's just to explain some of the reasoning behind not using a pacifier as part of sleep coaching. And the other thing I want to say about a pacifier, because it's always a question that comes up, is if I get rid of it for sleep, can I no longer use it at all? I would say you could keep using it, especially for a younger infant. If you want to use it for daytime awake fussy situations, like you're at the grocery store just trying to pick out your cereal for the week and your baby is having a total meltdown, for sure use the pacifier to just keep your sanity and get through that meltdown but then don't use it for sleep if your goal is to get rid of it for sleep situations. Most infants don't become very confused about that and they're able to keep using it during the day for fussy situations when they're awake, but not use it for sleep and that's usually no problem. When it comes to a toddler, like 18 plus months, if I'm helping a family remove a pacifier for a toddler, I would be more inclined to just remove it altogether. One, because that child is more likely to become confused about why they're allowed to have it during their playtime, but then we take it away at sleep time. A child that age is more likely to be confused about that. And also after 18 months, most families, healthcare providers are, or dentists are recommending that they're getting rid of the pacifier anyway, altogether. So generally, if I'm working with a family at that age, I would suggest we just get rid of it altogether. Again, that's the quick and dirty on thumb sucking on some pacifier talk. I hope that was helpful. If you were having a bit of a conundrum about the idea around the pacifier, about the pacifier as a sleep crutch, about whether you should do sleep coaching with or without it, always do what works for you, what makes sense to your individual family. But those are my thoughts around all of that and what we have the most success with at the Happy Sleep Company when it comes to pacifiers and sleep. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company, and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com, for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.